2: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work.
1: We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers
3: around the world.
2: Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams.
1: This is the story of Harry's. For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers. Then one day, an ordinary guy got ripped off buying razors. He was so fed up that he and his best friend started a company to fix shaving. They called it Harry's. By taking less profit and selling online, Harry's can offer quality blades for less. You can even get Harry's 5-Blade Razor and Shave Gel for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Click or go to harrys.com and enter code RAZOR at checkout. That's RAZOR, R-A-Z-O-R.
4: Clay Link alongside lead prospect writer James Anderson. Give him a follow on Twitter at RealJRAnderson. I'm at Clay W. Link. James, going to be, uh, upon request, doing something we did last year with a a starting pitching prospect draft just between you and I going back and forth picking guys. And uh, I'm sure it'll kind of closely resemble your your list of top uh, pitching prospects in the game because we're going to each pick. Uh, 10 players but there there will be some differences and maybe we should set some parameters here uh we're, we're keeping dynasty leagues at the forefront of our mind correct
3: right you uh you have 10 minor league spots let's just say that and you can you know keep a guy as long as you want until you activate him to the big league roster and then you know we'll, we'll say whatever you can keep him for Three years plus plus some uh, added years if you extend them, but yeah I mean every it's kind of an equal playing field you get to get everybody for the same amount of time
4: yeah, absolutely, and then after this, we might touch on your latest farm futures piece a little bit, also grayed out Jadacus. Jada kiss uh, jada kind of kind of fallen by the wayside recently, but I mean a guy that I have a lot of respect for in Jada kiss, but James um keeping dynasty leagues in mind. You know you know, I'm rebuilding in our staff keeper too, but I really don't think at any point any owners should be looking beyond next season. What do you think of that? Unless it's unless you're in really rough shape and want to build for for two years, but I don't think you should be looking any more than two years down the road. Uh
3: yeah, it, it's it's tough because there's certain leagues where like i'm in it depends on what kind of a dynasty league you're in like I'm in a in a twenty team league where you keep thirty five players each year and you can keep them forever and there are five or six teams in that league that don't have any realistic hope of winning in the next couple of years like it doesn't really matter if they want to sure. try to do that; they mm-hmm. just don't have the pieces to do that, whether they want to or not, so they have to play for four or five years down the road mm-hmm. uh in leagues where you can't keep players forever. And they're on contracts, and you don't keep say you only keep fifteen guys a year. Then I agree with you. I think that you should be, you know, you shouldn't be rebuilding for any more than than a year or two. But in in other leagues, I mean, there's there's a variety of formats. If you're keeping twenty, thirty guys, and you can keep them forever, then there's just going to be situations where you have no hope of winning in the next yeah. three or four years.
4: The keep forever leagues are different, and if you're just taking over a league or a team in a a kind of established keeper league, you may want to focus on the long term. But, yeah, typically, just because, you know, hell, tomorrow, next year isn't promised at all. So uh, I want to be looking. uh, And, you know, I've I've started my rebuild, but also just trying to consolidate a bit for next year because uh, punting this season, but definitely want to compete next year and every year from there on out. But let's kick off this starting pitching a uh, prospect draft also to set uh some more parameters here are we going to be taking guys uh, a guy like cody reed who's still prospect eligible but in the majors right now how do you want to do that forget how we I'll, did it last I'll
3: leave year. it up to you i don't really care
4: um well let's just go with guys who are qualified prospect
3: all qualified guys yeah all right and uh do you want a s- snake or every other
4: I say we alternate, right. so every other, if you're down with that. Yep. Uh, so why don't you kick it off? Are you taking Giolito, number one?
3: Yeah, I'll take Lucas Giolito. Uh, you know, he, he, I think there's three guys that uh, profile as potential top-of-the-rotation starters who have prospect status and are in the either the upper levels of the minors or in, in the big leagues, and that's Giolito, Urias, and uh, Alex Reyes – Julito to me has the best combination of stuff and size and just I mean, he, he just he looks close he, he kind him. of fits he just fits the the MO of of kind of what I'm looking for with a with a guy who could potentially be a, a top three starter in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I like Urias a lot and I like Reyes a lot. We haven't seen that much of Reyes Uh, against upper level competition Uh, i think there are more questions about reyes's secondary stuff and his and his uh command than there are with Giulito. uh with urias we haven't seen him throw even you know 100 innings in a season his you know there's concerns about Maybe how I mean, how, what's he going to look like if he if he throws 160 180 innings? To me, Giolito really kind of uh, fits the mold of a, a guy that could log 220 innings and, and pitch like an ace.
4: Yeah, I think he he definitely fits that mold as well. You know, he's he had some he corrected the issues to a large extent early on this month, but he's had some control issues this year. I only had one uh, piece in his first three starts of June, but then four again in, in his most recent start any reason to to worry at all strikeouts have been down as the past couple starts as well, but any reason to worry about the control at this stage of Giolito uh
3: I think this is just natural uh development yeah. you know there there's a guy like a guy like Giolito with that kind of stuff you can get away with living outside of the zone quite a bit against lower level hitters uh they're gonna chase your your breaking ball they're gonna start the bat way too early on your fastball, you know, against more advanced hitting, you, you really have to be a lot more fine. You have to pick your – hit your spots uh, with more regularity. So I think he's just kind of working on that. I know at, at times he hasn't looked as sharp this year as, as a lot of people expected, but he's also uh, been pretty dominant in, in several starts recently. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about him long-term.
4: Uh, well, I'll pick uh, Julio Urias. you're Not a surprise there. Really tough on lefties looking, I mean, he's had some struggles early on this season, but you watch him and you see those flashes also, you know, it's not huge, but really, really good pickoff move, uh, getting guys at first base will of course help him, uh, in terms of run prevention. But I mean, I think long-term the sky's the limit for this kid. And, uh, you, you're right though, in mentioning the workload, I mean, it may be a couple of years before we see him inherit that, you know, true starters workload, because uh, I don't think it, it'll come next season. And I think you're right that there may be, you know, some question. He is 6'2", 215 at 19 years old. But maybe some question uh, as to how long he can hold up to those 200-plus inning workloads.
3: I Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that I, I'm not, like, pointing at anything, like saying, oh, he's not going to be able to hold up. It's just that, you know, you I'd like to see it first. Mm-hmm. And he's just been kind of babied ever since he's been in pro ball uh didn't have you know like a, a big high school career like like Leto. so I, I just think that there are more concerns there i mean it, what if he you know in his first attempt to go 140 150 innings what if like it, you know he suffers big time elbow issues and then and then struggles to ever kind of build up uh that workload level, I mean he he could be transitioned into relief. So I love I love both guys. Just if I'm if I'm choosing between the two, Giolito. Um my up again then?
4: Yes. Yes you are.
3: Well, Reyes. Uh mm-hmm. easy call there for me. Uh the strikeouts are just insane and you know, forty five strikeouts, twenty six innings so far at triple A. And this is for a guy who has only he only logged 34 innings at Double A, uh, fewer than 70 innings at High A. I mean, this guy's just been rocketed through the Cardinal system. I, you know, a lot of a lot of times you'll see teams just go level at a time with with their pitching prospects, but you know Reyes, he's kind of learning on the fly at at every stop, and and he's really kind of passed with flying colors so far, in my opinion. I think the the walks are gonna be an issue might determine whether or not he's he's really a true ace or not. And he could be one of those guys where you expect in a maybe a sub three or a sub three two ERA on a pretty regular basis, but that whip may never get uh below, you know, one one five, something like that. So uh I don't know. The strikeouts the strikeouts could make him a, a number one starter in fantasy without him being viewed as necessarily a number one starter in real life just because you know if he's if he's striking out 250 guys a year then uh that's that's pretty hard to find
4: yeah i'm with you now this next pick uh, you know it's gonna seem like a reach uh, a little bit on your on your list here blake snell's the next guy up on your list at number seven overall i love snell like don't get me wrong but i'm gonna have to reach down and grab tyler glass now right here uh, look, he's had some control issues this year, and especially lately. I mean, five, at least five walks in each of his last four starts for A Indianapolis, but also a total of two hits allowed in those three starts. Uh, it's more so about the strikeout upside here. Plus, I think the NL versus AL thing has to be taken into account a little bit. Snell's already in the majors. He's helping you right now, but I think... Uh, you know, we've seen lately that you know he's he's going to have some bumps in the road, and that, that's probably the case with with Glass now as well. Uh, but I think Glass now, if we're talking about dynasty leagues, maybe a more valuable chip, and I think he'll he'll be better for you next year. What do you think?
3: Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of clearly you disagree. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I disagree. You're, you you kind of know where I'm going to be going with all my picks yeah. maybe based on my <laughs> rankings, so you can definitely kind of move around a little bit. Uh, Snell, to me, is... You know, it's it hasn't even been that great of a 2016 for him, and I'm still pretty confident in him being a, a number two starter long term. Uh, the walks are up. I think he can correct that. I mean, we we've seen plenty of starters debut and, and walk too many guys initially and then get that under control. I mean, how when Clayton Kershaw debuted, there were big-time questions about how many guys he was walking, and he got that under control in a hurry. Uh, Snell's also kind of been the victim of some bad luck at, at both stops. Uh, Babip's over 340 at both stops. I, I I just think over a full season, you're going to see this guy really kind of settle in. As someone that you you is matchup proof, even in the AL, I, I like the point you made about uh, taking a guy in the NL. But uh, you know, I already have two of those in Giolito and Reyes. I think <laughs> Snell yeah. is definitely gonna you know help the rest of the way this year. Uh, I think he, I think his value is honestly only going to go up as the season goes on, as he kind of shows that he's got what it takes against big league uh hitters so yeah I, I feel like this is a pretty safe pick
4: yeah no that's a good pick uh, you know i again i love snell but last year the big step forward i mean he was pretty much unhittable but also wasn't giving out free passes those have ticked up uh, a bit this year I, you know i like him but it's you know if i'm thinking next year and long term i just like like glass just a little bit more i know you're sick of answering uh you know when are they going to be up? Questions, but any chance we see Glass now before, say, August?
3: Yeah, I mean they they have needs in the rotation. Uh, he doesn't line up to to make the start this weekend. That's that's open right now. They they still haven't announced who that'll be. I think it might be Chad Keel, uh, who's more of kind of a, a number four starter, maybe a number three starter long term. He's he's pitched okay at AAA Glass now could slot in the following week uh especially if they kind of line it up that way. I I would expect to see him either either right before the All-Star break or, or right after the All-Star break.
4: All right, well, I'll take I'll take Ty on here a couple Pirates back-to-back. You have Ty on uh a couple spots. Well, I mean, in terms of pitchers just one spot ahead of Glass now. Uh four spots ahead of him on the overall rankings. You know, he's he got hit hard in his last start, but uh, I think, you know, unlike Glass now, Tyon, Tyone, I guess is how it's actually pronounced. I didn't know that. Uh, but Tyone, his control is, is really pretty solid and kind of makes him a bankable asset. He's 24. Uh, he's helping you right now, and I don't think there are really going to be a, a ton of workload concerns uh, at all moving forward. I guess, I mean, he did miss a good chunk of time, but I don't really think, you know, if we're talking about you know, next year and beyond, he's going to be uh, limited to to below 150 innings.
3: Yeah, I, no, I think Tyon was the slam dunk pick there. I think there's definitely kind of a, a bit of a drop off after mm-hmm. after Snell, Tyon, and, and Glasno. Uh man, this is tough. I let's see. You know, I the, the top guy on my board is is Jose Barrios uh hasn't pitched well since being sent down that could obviously be just because he's he's working on specific things that the big league team told him he needs to work on I'm I'm going to go with Barrios I, I just think you know i have already got giolito Reyes and Snell I can kind of afford to sort of blow this pick so if if Barrios is pitching hurt it's not not the end of the world at least he's he's close, you know. I think with those four guys, all four of them, could start the could start next season in their team's big league rotation. Um, you know, Barrios to me, when he's going right, is just a you know maybe a number two, maybe a a really good number three. Uh, he's gonna have a really good defense behind him in Minnesota. I, I think I think he's. He's the guy for me here. I don't I don't want to dip into the the super low levels of the minors just yet and I think there are some other guys in the upper levels, but they also they have some concerns as well.
4: Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good pick. I mean Barrios, you know, we we went over your updated top 200 last week and he was one of the bigger fallers, at least in the top half of the top 200 uh from the start of the year. I think he was a borderline top 10 prospect for you coming in. Now down in the thirties overall, and uh, you know I really didn't expect the the struggles at least to that extent because I I was saying he should have been promoted last year. I thought he was clearly ready this year to step into that role, but really some some big struggles against major league hitting. Uh, what have you seen that that's kind of made you temper expectations long term with Barrios?
3: I just I don't I just don't know what's going on at AAA right now. Right. I mean if if he was he wouldn't have moved at all if he had gone back to triple a you know like when blake snell went back to triple a he wasn't firing on all cylinders right away if, if i remember correctly but he was still like pitching like like a stud uh barris has kind of been all over the map i'm not really sure why considering he absolutely dominated that level prior to his promotion so I, i'm just wondering if maybe there's something mechanical maybe there's something physical and so i'm just i'm hesitant as to until i know like why why he's struggling i i i kind of am treating him like there's there's a slight chance that he's damaged goods right now
4: yeah i don't like the narrative typically but is there any chance like maybe the confidence was just completely rattled maybe he lost a little confidence
3: i don't buy that either uh to me you don't you, you don't get to this level Without being a confident guy, mm-hmm. So you don't get to this level as a starting pitcher without being a confident guy. And when you get sent down, you're back at AAA where you've dominated your whole life. I mean, if anything, you're kind of in your happy place again. You know, I mean, you should yeah. you should be kind of just oh, like the pressure's
4: pre- off. You know, yeah. the limelight's off. You yeah,
3: know. I mean, it it should just feel almost easier going back down. I mean, I know that that that's there's other guys that's happened with. I mean, Joey Gallo when he got sent down. Uh, after his struggles, he was pretty awful at AAA at the end of last year. Um, so, I mean, it, it happens, but I, I do think that's kind of searching for a narrative.
4: Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Now, Anderson Espinoza of the Red Sox is the next player on your, your rankings here. I'm going to go down a couple spots, though, and, and go with Cody Reed of, of my Reds. Now, Homer pick a little bit, but, you know, I mentioned I'm looking to compete next year, and... and uh and not really punt uh, next year if I can. And, and if I uh, am in a league where I've owned the team for a while and I'm in a decent position to compete next year, Espinosa probably has, you know, more trade value and, and a lot of hype. You know, I mean, the ceiling with this guy is through the roof. But we're looking at a 2018 ETA for a kid that's 18 years old right now at the in the lower levels of the minors. Uh, and I think, you know, 2018 we could see him kind of like how – Oh, uh, Urius is is being treated right now where he's just make maybe makes a couple starts, uh, doesn't see a lot of time that year in the bullpen. So we were talking about you know, three three years before we really see Espinoz in a in a prominent major league role. I, I see Reed and you know, he gave up some homers in his debut, but that that slider is tough on right handers. You know, it eats in on them and he needs to develop a you know a better feel for that changeup. And incorporate that more to, to really succeed long term but i think right now what reed's given you in next year uh in 2018 uh is just too much to pass up here with this spot with this pick
3: yeah no I'd, i'm not surprised at all that you did that <laughs> uh probably won't be the last time you you snag a red <laughs> no, <it will> <laughs> uh i'll go with espinosa i think that with four guys that are either in the big leagues or knocking on the door of the big leagues i can afford to wait a little bit with a guy and you know like you hinted at with the trade value there i I think i those four guys that i took to begin with like my window to compete is is either this year or next year and i can i can flip espinosa for for a win now piece if i want Mm. if i think i'm set then i can just keep him and, and watch his stock continue to trend up or just watch him get hurt in a year or two and maybe get nothing out of him but that that's fine given the guys i got with the top four spots there he's i mean that's with with him giolito and reyes to me that's that's three guys with legitimate ace upside
4: yeah no i'm with you uh and look i, I may sound a little hypocritical because i did just trade for espinosa in staff too but it is i mean clearly just a a, a trade of somebody i will use uh at some point to to acquire a, a win now Because, you know, as as much upside as there is, and you mentioned, you know, the kind of lazy Pedro comps on this guy. Uh I, I just think that's so long. You can't to throw wait.
3: a Pedro comp on anybody. No.
4: <laughs> but I've heard that not only from you but from I've seen that elsewhere too. Yeah. I mean it speaks to how much uh they think of him, but I also think there's a chance he could be moved. Because they need to starting pitching help now and they're not trading Ben and you know, I, I they, maybe they flip Devers and Espinosa as part of a deal for for Jose
3: for oh for Jose Fernandez?
4: Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that's going to happen?
3: I would I would not do that if I was if I was the the Marlins. Oh man. I would I think I'd want at least one guy that's that's close to the big leagues.
4: Apparently I was reading an article last night. Apparently the Marlins asking price was which is hilarious, but Betts and or Bogarts. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about a guy who's you know uh, maybe the best young pitcher in the game right now in Fernandez, but you're not going to give up those two key position players or even one of them.
3: I would ask for that too, though. Honestly, I mean, Fernandez is just. I mean, I that's where I would start the talks. Yeah. You know, I mean, Fernandez is just that good. I'd i just would have a really hard time trading him for two guys that that aren't even at double A yet, but. I think where
4: the Marlins are at though, if they could get I mean Devers, Espinosa.
3: Look if I'm if I'm them and I'm talking with the Red Sox and Mancada's not involved, I'm hanging up the phone. To, really? honestly, I mean that's that's their I mean Jose Fernandez, you know, I mean you, you can get somebody else's uh top ten prospect. But I
4: think Fernandez is our eligible this winter. Under, maybe not, I forget exactly, but I think he's under team control for three additional years after yeah, this year.
3: That's three years of a top five pitcher in but the But for a guy who's
4: already had Tommy John? I, I don't know. I'm, I just think there's, at least the Marlins should listen on that, even if Mankata is involved. Maybe Mankata or Benintendi. Well, one, like, of the, one of the two should probably be involved.
3: I'm insisting on Mankata, and I honestly, I don't think the Red Sox necessarily hang up the phone there because yeah. you look at, the the fact that they have Pedroia locked up, you look at the their outfield depth, organizationally. I mean, that, Moncada is kind of a luxury for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, to me, I I think about that if I'm Boston. Uh, so that I think that that would be a fair place for those talks to start. Uh, is it back on me
4: then? I think it's me because you took Espinoza, oh, right?
3: You're going to take
4: Miergaat. <laughs> I thought about it, <laughs> but. You know, I think I'll go Josh Hader, yeah. actually. Uh, I like Jose De Leon, who you have higher up, and, you know, he's he's been good in his four starts this year. But Hader, we saw him in the fall league. Maybe it's just some some bias seeing him up close and seeing hitters uh, just completely whiff, not even come close to, to hitting some of his stuff. Uh, really nasty, and I also am really encouraged with what he's done uh, since making the jump t- to AAA. I mean, the numbers don't look good, but he's he's had some – encouraging outings uh, even at home i mean uh, in colorado
3: springs you factor in the the uh ballparks that he's pitching in i mean that's he's basically just doing exactly what he's doing at double a uh yeah i'll take i'll take de leon another guy that fits kind of that that snell barrios giolito reyes thing where he's going to be helping me uh if not for a good chunk of this year definitely next year a uh, big-time strikeouts guy. I think I can rely on guys like Snell and, and Giolito to keep my ratios down. So even if he's kind of a mid-threes, like one-two-five whip type of guy against big league hitters, which I think is pretty pretty reasonable to expect, he's still going to be a guy that gets you 200 strikeouts over a full season. So I'm I'm happy with that. Like the ballpark, like the National League, especially National League West, so I'm cool with that.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely an impressive prospect. Uh, 105 strikeouts last year uh, in just 76 and two-thirds innings at the double-A level. Also had 58 and 37 and two-thirds at, at, at high-A. I mean, he's a guy that I think people are expecting to, to help uh, that team pretty soon. And They're a team that could probably you know stand to make some moves and probably will be buyers at the deadline. Any chance he gets flipped?
3: Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, I think... I think Urias and Alex Verdugo are the two guys that they would be least inclined to move, mm-hmm. and De León, Frankie Montas. Uh, you know they, they've got a lot of athletic outfielders in the lower levels. They've got guy like Grant Holmes that they could move. Um, there's there's guys that they definitely could part ways with, but I mean they're also just. I don't. That organization like is so dead set on establishing itself as a kind of win from within type of organization that I think there is a legit chance that they kind of just stand pat and blow Kershaw's prime. I mean, it'd be unfortunate. It's it's possible.
4: Yeah, I mean they, you know, the Giants have been on a crazy run. I mean, the, the Dodgers still, obviously. Can can make up ground, but uh, with what they have right now, it's gonna be gonna be tough. I mean, it's really. really what if
3: you're the time. Marlins and the Dodgers offer? Uh, say they offer Urias and DeLeon for for Jose. Would you do that?
4: Hmm. I think I'd want I'd want a bat. I think maybe Verdugo and and those two. <laughs> Seems steep, but. I mean, not really, because it is Jose. I mean, Jose should be moved, right? The Marlins, I guess, are kind of in the, the wild card <laughs> right now, even with Stanton. I don't know,
3: man. I I would not. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I need it, to me. If you're trading Jose, it's got to be like a well, we can't really say no to this offer type of deal. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like a oh man, well we got to just take the best offer we can find. Like no, that's if true. if someone's not. Treating him like he's the the kid, like he's Jose <laughs> freaking Fernandez. Then, F and Fernandez. Uh, That'd
4: be a sweet shirt, <laughs> like ECW shirt back in the day. But no, uh, I'm with you. But I, and I think there are really only those two teams that can make that kind of offer. For I away. think the Rangers and
3: the Rangers could, too could put something together.
4: They're really hurting for pitching. Yeah, pitching they're home.
3: they're going to have to kind of reevaluate i think depending on on what they think they can get from from darvish over the rest of the season they might have to kind of reevaluate how sort of all in they want to get on this season because i think
4: they should because they're they've been doing well and that offense is is really strong even with fielder being terrible uh you know the contributions they're getting from the young guys i mean they have i think profar has got to get moved pretty soon he was on the bench yesterday for the fifth time in seven games. They're keeping him up really seems like an audition right now for other teams.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think you know what if what if it's like Profar? Would you do Profar and like Dylan Tate and, and Louis Brinson? Yeah, I yeah, yeah, maybe like Profar, Brinson, and Dylan Tate for Jose.
4: I don't know if I'd do that if I were the Marlins. I'd do it if I was the Rangers in a heartbeat.
3: See, I think that from a real life standpoint, Profar and Moncada are similar to me. Mm-hmm. Just because you know Profar can be above average defensively at, at both of those spots up the middle. You're not really sure where Mancata's defensive home is. You know, obviously he's got the better bat, I think, but you know, Profar's also kind of gone through his sort of Bumps in the the prospect mm-hmm. developmental process. Moncada hasn't really had any of that yet.
4: Is that shoulder completely in the rear view for you? Because it seems like it is, isn't any sort of issue, but uh, maybe it, uh, I mean it kind of lingers in the back of your mind, and maybe it keeps him off short long term.
3: It's definitely something that you'd, you'd have to consider. That's why I just I, I just want the Brewers to trade for him and just have him be the second baseman in the future.
4: That'd be that'd be nice for you guys. Well, let's we'll pick up the pace here because we are running a little long. I'm going to take Amir Garrett. You know, I think this kid's a freak. Yeah. All right. Uh, but wait, let me just say one thing. Did walk six in his debut with Louisville, but the the tools, uh, the, the frame with this kid, the athleticism is outstanding. So I, I'm really excited about it. Amir Garrett. I'd be trying to go out and acquire him if I could uh, if I'm a, a rebuilding team or even if I'm looking ahead to next year. But Sorry, go ahead.
3: All right, I'll take Brayden Shipley. Uh you know, debatable upside, but I don't I don't think anyone can debate the fact that he's going to be in that rotation for all of, of next season, and, and he'll be ready to throw 200 innings.
4: All right, guys, a quick word from our sponsor. If you need a website, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there is no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to wix.com to create your own website today. The result is stunning. All right. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll take Dylan Tate. I I really do think he probably ends up in the bullpen long term. Uh, You know, not for sure, but he is, and he's a ways off too. But I think, I think he, you know, floor is a high upside closer.
3: All right. Uh, I really like my team a lot. I'm just going to kind of go off of my own ranks for, for a little bit more upside, get greedy here. I'm going to take Jason Groom.
4: Yeah, that's a nice pick. I, I like that as well. Um, So how many are we at here? We've each picked, what, eight or nine? That's we've 15 guys have gone, so uh, okay.
3: three more for you, two more for me.
4: All right. I will go with... Sorry, one second here. I look into this.
3: Going to take Bobby?
4: No, <laughs> I don't. I don't want anything to do with Bobby anymore. Oh, man, he's just harsh. I mean, the, I just don't see him being a, an effective major league starter for all that long. I'll take Ronaldo Lopez. I mean, he's he's a guy that'll probably end up in the bullpen later this year, maybe. But I think he's still a starter long term. And you know, twenty two year old at the double A level, results have been. Been encouraging ninety strikeouts in sixty eight in the third, twenty three walks. I think, I think he's a guy that maybe ends up as a trade piece on this fictional keeper team, but uh, I think he still has enough upside to to attract uh, others to, to to pay up for him.
3: All right, I will take Tyler J. I think uh, I definitely was skeptical about whether he'd make it as a as a starter. Uh, but everything's kind of looking like he's he's adjusted to that that role nicely after being a reliever in college.
4: All right, I will take Joe Musgrove. I think he's going to be helping me pretty soon. Uh, hasn't fared particularly well since making the jump to to Fresno, but was outstanding at Double A, uh, and I think he'll be a decent kind of mid rotation piece for them over the next couple of years.
3: All right, I get one more pick. I will take Grant Holmes. Uh, I think he's going to be just a, a solid mid-rotation guy that, that gets you 180, 200 strikeouts a year in his in his full seasons.
4: So, yeah, I mean, I think clearly there's, you know, there, there's a lot of fluidity with, with these ranks. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you never know when you're, you're trying to pinpoint these guys' future values, but... Uh, I think uh two, the you know as you mentioned last week that you know span of a month or so can can affect these at least you know the guys who are really close pretty dramatically.
3: Yeah. Um you got one more pick then. Oh,
4: I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Thought I was done. Um p- 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 You know, I'll go Frankie Montas. probably a, a bullpen guy, I'd imagine, but uh Really, I mean, he looks good when, whenever I see him, and far fared well so far this season. I am worried a little bit about that incision uh, irritation. It's not never what you want to hear. No, a guy like that.
3: You know, if we took twenty guys, how many of those do you think end up as relievers? Like, I mean, not just probably picking, half of them. Probably half of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I mean, that that tells you, and and how many of them get Tommy John? In the next five years, probably a quarter of them.
4: Yeah, actually, so, probably more of the next five. Yeah, yeah. Pitching prospects are really tough, man. I mean, like,
3: I mean that's 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 what you got to keep in mind. Like, don't.
4: And that's why you shouldn't overvalue them.
3: That's why you you should never, if you're trying to win this year, never like refuse to to include your your top pitching prospect. Like, don't mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like, well. I really really need to acquire this uh, you're updating your trade block uh willing to listen on most guys won't, won't you can't don't even ask me about you know Tyler mm-hmm. glass now
4: uh, yeah not for sale like come like
3: on. like you you should be more than willing to trade any pitching prospect if you're getting uh, full market value back because then you've you've got you've already cashed out you know you've yeah. got you've gotten your return on that guy, and you don't yeah. have to worry about it.
4: You and if you are, yourself. you know, beginning a slow rebuild, do not build around pitching prospects. No, no, no.
3: You shouldn't you shouldn't start acquiring pitching in the course of your rebuild until really the year that you are ready to compete. Like it it yeah. shouldn't be like a you know, what if you had been trying to you know, you're trying to rebuild and you you take a guy you think Marcus Stroman's like your your long-term like number 2 starter and you know, you're holding Archie Bradley for all these years, and you you are banking on, uh, you know, getting big time innings from a guy like Garrett Richards or something like that. I mean, it's just you you can't bank on any of this, any mm. of this stuff.
4: Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you. Uh,
3: let's just go. Yeah, let's just dive into
4: ever. Jadicus here. I'm actually putting in my grades right now. Um, kind of similar to yours. I'm not quite as high on him, but let's start with. Uh, lyricism, and for those who don't know, twenty to eighty scouting scale. Lyricism, flow, longevity, impact, swag, are the tools we use to evaluate an overall grade. What do you got for a lyricism tool?
3: I gave him a seventy, and I, and I'm grading him off of you know when I when I'm grading a guy's lyricism or or flow, I'm grading them for their like peak years. Hmm. I think that there was you know a run late nineties, early two thousands there where where he was one of the best lyricists going.
4: Yeah, he really, I mean, I like Styles P, but he really kind of carried the locks. Uh, I think it was
3: probably, gear. what, like 45% Jada, like 35% Styles P. Now, how about how about 50% Jada, 40% Styles P, 10% chic Looch?
4: <laughs> All right. Yeah, that works. she Shegluch, definitely <laughs> the third wheel there. Now, flow. I, I liked the flow. It's kind of gravelly, kind of a raw type type voice and delivery. A uh, very New York too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved the. You know, and I still love and, and prefer uh, East Coast hip hop. Have a little bit of a bias there. And Jadak was kind of uh, the kind of the all New York type of all star rapper.
3: Yeah, no, I, I don't like when I think to myself, like, do am I, do I like the East Coast or West Coast more? It's like, well, I love West Coast rap, but mm-hmm. like, if I start listing off like my favorite albums or my favorite rappers, it's it's clear Something that I, I do have an East Coast and... bias. Yeah. Uh, and so- yeah, I think, I think, yeah, the flow for him, very unique. Like, you know, right away that it's Jada. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody can really. Uh, mimic that flow either
4: yeah so i got a 60 for lyricism 60 for flow you got 70 for both of those grades um we
3: agree on longevity yeah. 45 you know i think he had two two quality solo albums and kiss the game goodbye and uh kiss of death right mm-hmm. uh i think, those I think are... he's still active He with that be.
4: window to be really <laughs> he might be yeah. <laughs> he might be his still window active. to be kind of because you know he's a pretty big name for for quite a while. He
3: was one of those guys too that like in the the late '90s, early 2000s was a was a guest rapper on a, on a lot of mm-hmm. really awesome tracks with with guys like Jay Z, DMX, uh, you know songs on like the Puff Daddy albums with like with Biggie and stuff like that. So I mean he he was he was definitely pumping out a lot of stuff beyond just his solo stuff, and then obviously the stuff with the locks.
4: Yeah, and that kind of comes into play with impact. But you know, while he was kind of that that New York, prototypical New York rapper, and we still hear a lot of that kind of today. Uh, I don't. Really, I think he was more kind of molding himself after others than you know, kind of setting a precedent himself. So I got a thirty for impact, pretty well.
3: Yeah, I think he was he was a a rappers rapper. Like I, I think. Uh, you made maybe there weren't people kind of mimicking him. I don't think I just don't think he's the type of guy that you could really mimic, but I do think a lot of people in in the game were into his stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody kinda of respected.
4: Uh, yeah, and Jadick's. you mentioned the features too. I mean, right. That that speaks to his respect in the game.
3: And I mean he was in the the whole bad boy thing and the whole Rough Riders thing, which was, you know, two pretty big time clicks in the in that kind of turn of the decade area.
4: So swag, you got a seventy, you got a high swag rate, and I got fifty five, like Jada. But it wasn't a guy that I looked at and was like, "Man, he's swaggy." You know, I it wasn't a guy that I looked at and was like, "Man, he's probably killing the game right now."
3: I think he, I think he was doing doing all right. Uh, he's doing all right for
4: himself. I'm I, sure I think
3: I just think the the confidence is, um, you know, very very high-end confidence you know he's on tracks with didn't really matter who who he was on a track with he always kind of came across as like at least the the most confident or uh you know tied for the most confident guy on the track you know you kind of believed everything that he was selling you know on his song so mm-hmm. uh you know maybe i've maybe i'm a little over the top on giving him a 70 there but uh to me you know i, I think you just hang out with Jada because I'm sure the, the swag is just emanating.
4: Just did a, a Google search. Apparently, he just dropped a new video, Block Style, featuring Nino Man, within the past two days. So I uh, may have to check that <laughs> keep out. Your Pro- eye, probably keep not. your eyes peeled for that. Overall, right. I got a 55, so I have him on par, you know, with in terms of rapping ability and impact with a guy like Dr. Dre. Uh, on par with Future. You know, I'm a, I'm a high on Future, but on par with, with a guy like that. Uh, you have him shattering your marks for E forty last week.
3: That <laughs> double him up. <laughs>
4: yes, he <you> did. <laughs> I, g- I
3: gave him a sixty. I think that you know he's he's five points above DMX for me, which which is kind of I think that, that that seems right about right.
4: Well, thank you for your insight, James. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Get, let us know if there's any rappers you want us to grade in future weeks. We'll be back with you next week.
1: Is the story of Harry's for decades one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers then one day an ordinary guy got ripped off buying razors he was so fed up that he and his best friend started a company to fix shaving they called it Harry's by taking less profit and selling online Harry's can offer quality blades for less You can even get Harry's 5-Blade Razor and Shave Gel for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Click or go to harrys.com and enter code RAZOR at checkout. That's RAZOR, R-A-Z-O-R.